I have a pint jar of assorted pickled hot peppers that I grew in my first hot pepper garden 30 years ago, and they still look like you could eat them today. I'm never going to open it, but they, they still look good. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. The first of 2020. Uh, today, I'm joined by Rob from Seven Pot Club. As you well know, I enjoy talking to anyone who, who loves chilies as much as I do, and Rob is certainly one of those people. And someone that's well worth following. He makes some fantastic videos about how-to with various different chilli things, lots of drying, making sauces and stuff like that. And also throws in a fair bit of music in there as well, because um, Rob's a musician as well, and we talk a little bit about that. Um, a great conversation with him, and I think you're going to learn a lot about growing chilies and someone I highly recommend that you follow. We're obviously, coming into into the new year, this is the first podcast of the new year, as I said, and uh, I hope you're going to subscribe and follow us all through the year. We've got an exciting year coming up. We're back at Chelsea Flower Show, Hampton Court Flower Show, Gardeners World, and and various different places this year. So hopefully, we bump into each other and you come along to see us as well. Um, so without further ado, let's start the podcast. Hi, you're listening to Plants and Me, the podcast that is all about plants, gardening, and the people who are passionate about them, with your host, Alan Lodge. Welcome to the podcast, Rob. Thank you, Alan. Thank you for, for joining us. Really kind of you. Now, tell everyone where you're joining us from. I'm in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA. Okay, so for for anyone listening and including myself, where my geography of the U.S. isn't that great, what what area are we talking about? We're talking about the upper Midwest, northern part of the United States, where it's minus four degrees Fahrenheit right now. I'm not sure what that is in Celsius, but it's pretty cold. Yeah, that definitely sounds very cold to me. <laughs> so tell everyone uh, what you do. You're, you're into chilies, much like myself. Uh, so tell everyone a bit about you. Well, for quite a few years now, I've been growing chilies. We've lived in our home about 30 years now, and the backyard is very shaded. So I grow uh, hot peppers in the front yard where there is sun. And so I make every attempt to make it attractive to passersby by using lots of colored pots. And we did some elaborate uh, hardscaping with stone trying to make it attractive. And there are many years, the last couple of years, I've grown over 200 pepper plants in the front yard, a, a small front yard. Mm, excellent. Brilliant. And how did, how did this passion start? Where did it come from? Well, it came initially really from my brother-in-law, Jim. I'm the youngest in the family. Jim was the husband of my oldest sister, so he was about 20 years older than me, kind of like a second father figure to me when I was growing up. And he was an avid gardener and always grew hot wax peppers or banana peppers, as we called them, and jalapenos. And ever since I could remember Every time he was out in the garden and I, I joined him, he would hand me a pepper and say, this isn't hot, try this one. <laughs> and uh, it, it really got me to love hot food at a, at a very young age. I remember once, I swear this story is true, he gave me a pepper, I took a bite of it, it was so hot to me that I literally could not see for a half an hour. My parents did not believe me as they drove home and I was wailing in the back seat. But I think that kind of inoculated me. <laughs> Brilliant. And that's gone on to you doing videos on YouTube? 
Yeah, I started, uh, It's well, it's been uh, nearly two years now, February of 2018. I, I started Seven Pot Club, our YouTube channel, with the help of my wife, Kat, who is also a big part of the operation. And now we have over 6,000 subscribers, and I, I hope it keeps growing. And I try to add entertainment to the mix. I'm not the most knowledgeable person about every aspect of hot pepper gardening, but I write original songs about hot peppers, and hopefully the entertainment value makes it interesting to the viewers. There's plenty of chili chili pepper videos out there, some of which recorded by myself. So there's plenty out there, but there's no doubt yours are, are some of the more unique ones and definitely some of the more entertaining ones. And you approach things from a slightly different point of view, which I think is really good for, for people who are watching. Thank you. Yeah, no problem at all. So you're into the the really hot end of, of the chili pepper scene, really. Um, so name some of the varieties you're, you're growing. Well, of course, the, the seven pot pepper that the channel is named after. I'm really into the Trinidadian peppers. Back in the 80s, I played in a Reggae Calypso soca band, which was led by a Trinidadian and several Trinis in the band. And that's when I was exposed to really hot peppers and really hot food and sauces. And through my whole life, every time I found something hotter, I've gravitated to it, always looking for the next hotter thing. It's some sort of a sickness, I think. I don't, I don't, I'm really not sure why I can't explain it. it might be uh, genetic. So as soon as I could obtain seeds for the Trinidadian peppers, like the seven pot, and of course, the saying in Trinidad is, is one seven pot pepper is hot enough to flavor seven pots of stew. <laughs> and the uh, Trinidad scorpions and all the variants now, because you know how active the hot pepper community now is in crossing peppers. And then also the Indian peppers, the Naga Jalokias and the Boot Jalokias, etc., which I just recently read were brought to India by a Brit from Trinidad to India back in the 19th century. Ah, really? That's interesting. I didn't know that. So for people, the, and there's plenty of people who listen to the podcast who, who like their chilies, but have maybe veered away from the super hot ones for fairly obvious reasons. What would you say to them? There's various ways of consuming them. You don't have to eat them whole. Of course, they're used in sauces and salsas and all sorts of other preparations, and you can just try a little bit. And there are lots of sauces out there that contain these peppers, but in minute enough quantities that they won't, you know, really hurt you badly, but you still get that nice, fruity, floral taste of the chinense pepper. Yeah, definitely. And I, what I say to people who have never tried the really, really hot ones is, because uh, often the comment I get back from people is, I don't see the point if it hurts that much, why would I? Um, but the reality behind it is, like you say, if you can get some of that flavor without uh, the immense heat, then you're you're onto a winner and, and making products out of that maybe is the best way to do that. I agree. So you you preserve chilies, you make your own sauces. So how do you go about it? Well, we use basically every method that we can think of. We uh, smoke them, we uh, freeze them, we dry them, we ferment them. We use them in all sorts of different ways. One thing that I really like to do 
is to grow heirloom peppers, the peppers that are closest to the original peppers. That That's my other passion in addition to the super hot peppers, is the peppers from Peru, Bolivia, Mexico, mm-hmm. the Chiltepin peppers, bird peppers. And the nice thing about those is they're so tiny, they freeze very, very well, and you can just drop them into a soup or a stew, and they're virtually the same as fresh peppers, and you can enjoy them that way all year round. Mm-hmm, definitely. And that I was, um, I'm trying to think where I was, um, because when you first start growing those type of peppers, unless you do a bit of research, you, you kind of at loss how to use them really. Would you agree? I agree. Yeah. So I came across, uh, I was, we was at a show. I'm trying to think where I was. I was at a show and, um, uh, there was a guy who grew up in Peru who said um, that all he used to do was grab six or seven chilteppins, uh, put them in a pestle and mortar with uh, some onion and some coriander, mash it up, um, and then spread that over some potatoes and roast it. Um, and I tried it. It's absolutely fantastic. We're very lucky. Uh, about a decade ago at our local neighborhood farmer's market, we met a couple who sell their, their produce and canned goods. He's an American, but she's from Peru, and I've learned so much. She loves hot peppers, and I've learned so much from her about how to use the Peruvian peppers in cooking. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So for people out there who want to get into to growing chilies, and, and certainly I by the sounds of it, I wouldn't say you're in an area that's particularly hot um it's always a bit easier to grow them if you're in central mexico or something like that for people that want to get into it um have you got some first steps that you would you would recommend people take well of course there's lots of reading material out there on the internet and youtube videos and things that will give you a step-by-step instructions if you live in a colder area like here in minnesota what you really need to do is you need to start the seeds indoors well in advance of when you can plant. We can't plant here until late May. That's when all fear of frost is ended. So I usually start the peppers indoors in late January or around the 1st of February. So that requires either some sort of a greenhouse or good natural light, or I don't have that either, so I have to use grow lights. Mm. Okay. And you, you're growing them uh, mainly in um, in the front yard. What sort of area? You said it was small. What sort of area are we talking about? The area I grow them in is about 50 feet, probably about 40 by 50 feet maybe. And um, you're growing them in pots? I'm, I have some area in the ground. I grow about 40 plants in the ground and all the rest of them are in pots. Hmm. And what sort of time do you think that that takes over of your life? Do you spend all the time out there? <laughs> no, it, but it, it certainly takes uh, hours per day, especially when I'm prepping and planting. Each year, it takes me about two weeks to transplant all the peppers, hmm. and uh, you know, and then watering and just tending them. Yeah, it's 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 certainly quite time consuming. For the past uh, about 10 or 12 years, we've been working from home, so that makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And like you said, um, you make it nice and attractive for, for people that go going past your, your home. Um, do you get lots of comments? Yes, yes, and I've, I've met some very uh, interesting people. Last year, I was out tending the garden, and someone 
drove by and I they they slowed and I could tell they were looking in there there was some recognition in their eyes and they stopped and it was a gentleman from from Trinidad and he was just so excited to see peppers from his homeland and I uh, I gave him peppers when they ripened and he brought me back the most wonderful fermented Trinidadian homemade hot sauce, one of the best hot sauces I've ever had in my life. Unfortunately, I don't have his contact information, and I've lost touch with him. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> so if you're out there, um, do you even remember his name? No, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a shame. But if you're out there, you probably know who you are. <laughs> Definitely drop some more of that <laughs> off, um, and I'll be trying to hit Rob up for, for the recipe as well. <laughs> <laughs> certainly what i always say to people is when they're starting out in chilies is to start small um because a lot of people um you've got a lot of plants there i i'm making the assumption unless you jumped with both feet in uh, i'm making the assumption you didn't start off growing that many plants so i always say start two or three plants uh, maybe if you haven't got the space on the windowsill or on a patio area or like yourself in in the front front garden would you agree with that most definitely yeah, I started out with a, a very small plot, actually about seven blocks south of where I live now. I rented a basement apartment from a friend of mine, and he allowed me to use a small area in the front yard to grow the peppers. And I had the most ex amazing experience before I started the garden that year. I was down in New Orleans and went to a cooking class at the New Orleans School of Cooking. And I met a woman there who loved hot peppers, and she provided me with seeds like habaneros, tabascos, Thai peppers, the very first habanero seeds I'd ever been given. And of course, that, that was what was known as the hottest pepper back in those days before the super hots really came into prevalence. And, and so I, I grew those peppers that year, and that's really what got me hooked. That was about 30 years ago now. Uh, so it's, it's been an obsession ever since? Yes, definitely. <laughs> and habanero is a beautiful pepper. It's what it's one of my favorites. I like to make a chili jam out of habaneros. Oh yes, yeah, very very nice. So when people are starting, like I say, start off um, with a small amount of of chilies to begin with. Um, for yourself, obviously, you're liking the super hot ones, and you mentioned a few varieties just then. But if you've got some good starter varieties, um, I always say um, jalapeno is quite a good one because it's often one that is um, tolerated by a lot of the family. Yes, definitely. And I think another one that's that's really good that you probably would have to grow from seed. I don't think you could find this plant at your local nursery, but it's called Wink's Yellow Hots. Mm -hmm. yep. It was developed yeah, by a New Mexican grower back in the 1930s, and it's similar heat to a jalapeno. It's kind of, I always kind of think of it as a cross between a banana or wax pepper and a jalapeno, kind of. It's kind of the size of a jalapeno but more of the taste of the Hungarian type pepper. And I, I think that's a really good one for people, novices to grow. Yeah, definitely. And it's a, it's a really nice looking looking pepper as well. And it's it's called Venks Yellow. I, I always think it's a bit white, really. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and it's, um, uh, like Rob said, it's probably one you won't find a garden centre. Ironically enough, and I'd be, a, I'd be told off uh, by my parents if I didn't say, but it's one we sell online. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it, uh, we didn't prompt Rob before we started that. <laughs> um, but that makes a really, it's not an overly large plant as well. And I think when when people are starting because very often it's it's one of those hobbies with chilies it's it's a it's a hobby uh 
that's slightly different in horticulture in as much as it does attract slightly younger growers. Um, and obviously the younger you are, often the, the less space you've got unless you can twist your parents' arm to, to steal some of, some of their garden. Um, so I think the smaller chilli uh, is one to look for as well, one that doesn't get overly large because otherwise you end up with a window that you can't actually see through. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Yeah. So they, they grow this, maybe Wings Yellow Hot, for example, um, and then it starts, starts fruiting, um, and that's where maybe watching some of your videos will come into play. You start, um, start harvesting and, and looking at preserving them. So where would you start with that? I would start out using them fresh, making fresh salsas. There are various ways of using them in, in cooking. And then I would just start out probably making some salsas that were like refrigerator salsas that just that could just last a couple of weeks. And then actually the very first way that I preserved them when I started out was just by canning whole peppers, which is something that my, my brother-in-law, who I spoke of, did. And that's something very easy to do. It's just the same as preparing pickled cucumbers, anything like that. And it's quite, you know, it's quite time-consuming. It's kind of a production, but that's a really good way of preserving them. And actually, I have a pint jar of assorted pickled hot peppers that I grew in my first hot pepper garden 30 years ago. And they still look like you could eat them today. I'm never going to open it, but they, they still look good. <laughs> yeah, and I imagine they could add in theory last that long, actually. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and do you get into drying at all? Yeah, yeah. We both, uh, we, we have a dehydrator. We dry them that way. We also smoke them. I, I really love the flavor of the of the smoked peppers. It's really great to grind those and use them on things like pizza, or spaghetti with red sauce. It's just delicious. And do you have a smoker or are you doing it on a barbecue? How are you doing it? Yeah, we do that. We do it on our gas grill. Okay. Um, and that's an easy process. I've never, we have a, we actually have a, a proper smokers, but I've never done it without a smoker. Yeah, it's, it's very easy. We just use wood chips. My nephew grows fruit trees and he's provided us with apple wood, peach wood, plum wood. And you just soak some wood chips, put them in a pan, and then take another pan, put your chilies in there, use the indirect heat, and it works really, really well. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. That's something definitely worth having a go because, like you say, they have a, a very unique flavor. Um, yeah, really, really nice to add to all sorts of things. And early on, you, you mentioned that you like to add music to your videos. I, I think um, something I really wanted to ask you is how that started, because I've, I haven't seen that in any other horticultural type video before. I'll be quite honest with you. I think what I was really looking to do is to find a way to present my music to the public. And I thought about and I thought, well, I could just go the route that so many amateur musicians do is just try to present the music and get people to listen to it. But that's a very difficult proposition. And I thought, well, I, what is my interest? I have many interests, but one of my main ones has always been growing, eating and making things with hot peppers that I just, the light bulb went off and I thought, well, why don't I combine them? And that's what I did. And that was the concept for my channel right from the very beginning. Hmm. Brilliant. And like that, you say they're all original songs? Yes. Yes. 100% original. Wow. So, it, I mean, it takes us a little while to make a video, but how long does it actually take you? Well, it varies. I don't have original songs in, in every video, 
But recording the song itself can take 20, 30 hours sometimes, depending upon how complicated it is. So sometimes I could have 30 or 40 hours in a video. Other simple ones maybe only take a few hours to produce. Wow, that, that's a that's a lot of dedication to a, to a video. Definitely, I can I can see why because you you appear from from the outside to get a lot more comments um, than than lots of people. Yes, yes, I'm I'm really thankful for the active supporters that I have that comment a lot, not only on our videos but on our various social media channels, and it's great being part of the community. For years, I kind of did this as a solo thing. I really wasn't aware of other people who were growing super hot peppers, just a few people I would meet now and then, but I had no idea how large the community was, especially the pepper lovers community that used to be on Google Plus until that folded and is now on Facebook. And those people are so supportive and not negative at all, like a, a lot of online communities are. And it's just a great way. I've learned so much since I started doing this. Mm -hmm, definitely and it is one of those communities like you say it's very active it's very friendly um and you find that across a lot of horticulture but chilies is one of those groups of plants that um, people have really embraced um, when it comes to online sort of uh, cooperation definitely yeah brilliant so a few questions i i always ask people and um Something I wanted to ask you, because, I mean, you've been growing chilies for, for 30 years now, um, but have you had any notable sort of mistakes, notable errors that you've made that have, that have been a bit of a disaster from a growing point of view? I did uh, several years ago. So every year I, I grow my plants in the basement, and then in about the third week of May, I bring them outside to harden off, and usually I lay them all of the trays of seedlings out on the driveway and then I bring them into the garage every night. One year the weather report looked clear and I just thought I'll just leave them out on the driveway and of course there was a torrential downpour that lasted for hours before I was able in the middle of the night before I was able to get to the plants and save them and they all were just completely soaked, sodden and although it didn't it killed about half the plants the other the, the other half didn't die but they they never really grew to their full potential that year and that was probably my least successful growing year right yeah because um, if you get a setback at that stage it, it really is gonna trip up the rest of the year without a doubt definitely and uh, for people that get into growing chilies and and it doesn't matter whether it's chilies or, or any other plant i always say to people you have to accept there's going to be mistakes there's going to be areas when you're when you're trying to work with with mother nature and in some case manipulate it if you're living in an area where a chili shouldn't grow for example um, there will always be problems but you just have to work your way through it yeah i mean every year i have plants that don't succeed this past growing season was was kind of a challenge because I moved from using a combination of organic and chemical nutrients to using all organic nutrients. It was something that was that was due to me, and that was half the challenge. Other, the other half of the challenge is that this is the wettest year on record in Minneapolis, the very wettest since uh, they started monitoring it, and it was a real it was a real challenge, especially with all of those pots. Uh, tipping them every time after it rained to get the excess water out of them. I mean, you know, peppers don't like to be wet all the time. And it was really hard to get the kind of harvest that I expected this year. I think we did really well under the circumstances, but it was a huge challenge all year. 
Mm-hmm. And do you still think you'll have enough um, enough peppers to take you through the winter? Most definitely. Yeah, I always preserve more than we can possibly we can possibly use. <laughs> so, so do people get a, a quite nice Christmas hot chili Christmas presents? Do they? <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, you know, in, in America, we have this holiday called Thanksgiving in late November. And I traveled down to my hometown of Fort Wayne, Indiana, as we do every year. And I always brew up a batch of what I call my 11 hot sauce. It's so hot, it goes to 11. And I <laughs> always take that and share that with uh, all of my relatives. Brilliant. And do they do they like you for that? or? <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I do is I leave all the bottles out on a table and I say, whoever wants them can take them and they're always gone at, at the end of the <laughs> afternoons. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that's uh, that's a, a gift they wait for every year. You're, you're stuck in that now. <laughs> and because of the influence of my brother-in-law, Jim, his grandchildren also grow hot sauces. And I also come back with, a, with at least a couple of uh, hot sauces that they have produced over the course of the year. My great nephew, Matt, produced this brilliant smoked Carolina Reaper hot sauce that's just killer. And I can't wait until I my throat improves a little bit. I've had some laryngitis recently so that I can actually eat it. It's, it's still too hot for me right now. <laughs> brilliant. Excellent. So it sounds like it's going to become a bit of a family affair. Yes, yes. And I just love that. And um, your brother-in-law, um, you've mentioned he, he was an inspiration to you, but other than uh, him, can you think of any other inspiration, maybe a book or people you watched on YouTube or anything like that that really helped you get going? Well, I, my other inspiration that really got me going was my friend Scott Jones. He was the owner of the house that I rented the basement apartment from, and he's just a, an amazing gardener. And He's the one who encouraged me to grow the hot peppers that year and provided the space for me and gave me tips and techniques to make it successful. Brilliant. And it's, it's so important to have those people who do inspire you. I think horticulture is, is one of those things that often is, is passed from one person to the next. It doesn't necessarily have to be one generation uh, like you've experienced, but one person to the next. It's one of those things that is the passion is passed along definitely. Yeah, and I, I do think that there might be a genetic component because my grandfather was not really around when I was growing up, my, my grandfather Coleman, but I have seen photos and he came originally from Austria-Hungary and he grew the Hungarian wax peppers or banana peppers, whatever whichever you'd like to, to call them, all his life. And I've also met other members of my family that uh, in, in later years of my extended family, and they all seem to like hot food. And so I, I just wonder if there's a genetic com component to it. That's interesting, isn't it? Actually, when you think about it, um, I'm, and I'm certainly thinking about it, um, when we started growing uh, chilies to a, to a large degree, it's, it's quite interesting how uh, I really like them and how tolerant my my father is. And he doesn't, he's very tolerant to hot peppers in their, their fresh form but he doesn't tend to enjoy that the type of food that you would put pepper in. So he didn't really have any any basis for liking hot peppers, but he's very, very tolerant to the heat of fresh ones, which is quite interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah, so maybe there is a genetic thing. I, mm -hmm. Someone once told me, and I've never been able to find out whether this is true or not, but there are people in the world who who can't sense the, the heat from the, the capsaicin from a chili. Wow, I thought that all mammals could. I thought it was only birds. 
I thought it was only birds as well, but apparently there's. Uh, I don't know whether I'm I'm saying this right. I'm not sure you class it as a disorder, but apparently there's something that some people, and it's very very rare, but some people don't have the sense of the capsaicis. Well, well, I'm I'm glad that I do. <laughs> yeah, definitely, exactly, and it's it's one of the the nice parts of it, definitely. And and like you say, you're you're recovering from from laryngitis, and if it's particularly bad, I don't think chilies are are the way to go. But for certainly for me, I like a bit of chili um, with a bit of honey and a bit of lemon in a warm drink, a tiny bit of chili when I'm starting to get a little bit of a cold. Oh, definitely, and I have been consuming chilies. Just just try to moderate it a, a little bit. And if I could go back to recommendations for people who are starting cooking with chilies is something that I always tell people. I always see people, they're making stir fry or chili, uh, whatever it is they're preparing, and they dump all of the, the peppers or hot sauce or uh, how, however they're using it into the whole pot, and then they make it too hot for anyone to eat. And I always recommend is add the chilies later, whether it's fresh chilies, a sauce, a chutney, whatever it is. Provide that on the side and let people decide for themselves how much heat they want to add. They can add a little bit, and then if they like it, they can add a little bit more. But I think that is some of what gives spicy food a bad name is when you prepare a dish for a group of people and it ends up being too hot for 95% of them to eat. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you know, in the US, but certainly in the UK, there is a bit of a bad reputation for some curries, uh, some Indian curries, because some of them are made hot for hot sake. Um, and uh, I, I've spoke to lots and lots of people, some of which on the podcast about the fact that the UK still has a bit of a, a learning curve with chilies. And there still is this obsession with eating the hottest thing but not thinking about flavor whereas yourself you're you're growing the really hot chilies uh, but you're growing the ones with a lot of flavor and you're you're growing them and use them in dishes for flavor before heat and that that is that right oh yes definitely yeah um whereas i mean there's a there's an indian dish called and i, I never entirely know uh, how to pronounce it but i believe it's called a fal um and certainly if you get it in an Indian restaurant or certainly a takeaway in the UK, that is produced hot just for hot sake. And there really isn't any flavor to it. It's just blindingly hot. Um, and that, like you say, that gives the chilies a bad name. I've only visited the United Kingdom one time and I did really enjoy all the curries that I had. And I loved it how you could just go down to the corner pub and and, and get a curry. And I actually had one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. There was a South Indian vegetarian restaurant in London called Woodlands. I don't know if it's there anymore. And that's the only place when I was in England that I got really, really hot and spicy food. And it was just uh, so wonderful. It was 30 years ago, but I remember it like it was yesterday. (laughs) A good meal will do that to you, definitely. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, so what do you see what do you see coming for the Seven Pot Club? Well, I've been I've been planning ahead and every year I try to uh do some new things and I think my biggest project for the upcoming 2020 growing season is to use fabric pots. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been recommending these to me. And so I'm going to try growing my seedlings in tiny little 3-inch fabric pots. Supposedly, you can plant them directly in the ground, 
without having to remove them mm -hmm. like you would a, a a plastic pot. And then I'm going to use, I think they're seven gallon grow bags. Mm -hmm. Originally, they were all just like black or gray, but now they have them in a rainbow of colors, which fits in with my scheme. And I, I don't understand exactly why they're supposed to grow bigger and healthier plants, but supposedly they do. And I'm going to need a lot of peppers next year. I'm talking uh, with a gentleman who has a hot sauce company, and I'm going to be growing a whole bunch of peppers. And we're in discussions for him to make a signature seven pot club hot sauce that could be sold to the public. Because everybody's always asking me, you know, do you sell hot sauce? And I don't, and I don't really want to get into the, that business myself, but this would be a great way to do that. Mm. Brilliant. So it sounds like exciting things coming, and it's um, it's really really nice to grow uh, and produce a, a product that people can buy and sell. Um, not just from from a business point of view, but it's very very rewarding when someone enjoys something that you've seen all the way through to the end. So I think you're going to enjoy that. Yes, definitely. Brilliant. Well, tell people where they can find out more about you. Just search for Seven Pot Club on YouTube. Twitter, Instagram. You can visit our website at sevenpot.club that will have links to uh, everywhere where we are in the uh, online universe. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Rob. Um, really, really interesting to talk to you. I'm always happy to talk to anyone about chilies. Um, and it's nice to know there's so many people across the world that share the same passion that we have. Um, and if I'm ever your way, I, I'd look forward to driving past the, your front yard. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> yes, please do. Don't just drive past. Please stop. <laughs> yeah, we'll do. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Rob. And I'll, I'll continue to watch your, your fantastic videos. It's been really interesting to talk to you. So hope to talk to you again. Thank you, Alan. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, Rob. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Plants and Me podcast. We'll be back soon. If you can't get enough of all things plant-related, pop over to plants-uk.co.uk. And if you enjoy our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. <laughs>